Hello and welcome to the Bad Pipes Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kelly, and with me today, as always, is... It's me. Oh, Andrew Weaver. Yeah, he's here. Andrew, the other host. <laughs> yeah, well, he's really like the host. I'm a host. Yeah. I'm... All right, so this week... We're going to yep. skip the news because it's all news because we haven't recorded together in like a month. So uh, give, yeah. us th- give us the end of the Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings saga. Oh, yeah. So someone, uh, I don't know how many, uh, it's been out for, I guess it had been out for a couple weeks. I think he opened it two weeks ago, but it just, like, the announcement was just made this past week. Uh, but yeah, someone in Canada opened the one of one ring. They immediately, like, uh, some people say fortunately, I kind of wish it had gone to some little snot-nosed kid who, like, wasn't going to appreciate it and just play it unsleeved or some shit. Uh, but nope, whoever opened it knew exactly what it was when they opened it. They sent it away to TSA, or not, not TSA, god damn it, uh, uh, PSA, to get um, graded. It got a 9, and uh, the news was broken, and within an hour, prices for collector's booster boxes dropped like $100, if not more. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the saga. No, no idea if he's taken the 2 mil from that Spanish company, but... I yeah. would have. I would have taken yeah. the two mil. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's it's two mil, a free trip to Spain, and some paella. So I mean, how can you go wrong? <laughs> and some paella. Yeah, for <laughs> like that for some reason they like they promised that as well. They were like, yeah, we'll fly you out to Spain, give you two mil, and some bomb ass paella. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you sold me with the paella. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're quirky. We'll give you two million dollars and some rice. What yeah. the fuck, dude? Yeah. No, I just I just thought it was funny. As soon as they made that announcement, I went on TCG Player and started checking the price of boxes, and you could just watch it go for like they were selling like four seventy five upwards of like five hundred. I watched it go as low as three fifty before it had a little bit of a rebound. I think last I checked, it was sitting around four hundred, which, in my opinion, is still too much fucking money to spend on a fucking collector's booster box. That is a lot of money. Yeah, I'm like, oh. It, it it's a ridiculous amount. I mean, even like the set boosters are like one hundred and seventy five dollars. It's like I don't know if you like if you wanted it for the cards. Like yes, the the collectors cards are like shiny and like you get more rares and like they're they're nice looking. But if yeah, you, if I mean, you I want, bought a box for Ikoria back in the day. Yeah, yeah, they look great, but it's like. I don't know, like, like if you just want the cards for like the, to have like the Lord of the Rings cards, like stuff that is Lord of the Rings themed, yeah, you could just buy you could buy a set or draft booster for like 150 to 175, and like you're you're getting more cards than you are in a collector's booster box. So yeah, I mean you could also just go like the old school collector route and buy them individually or yeah, uh, exactly, just buy singles. I mean you should always oh. just buy singles if you're gonna. Yeah, I think Miniature Market used to sell full sets. Oh, Sorry, really? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, but like because of the inconsistencies and in prices and things, they were usually like a little conservative on their side with like how much the the full set would be, you know. So you'd be looking at like probably about a grand for a full set with like I think two or four. 
cards each or whatever, you know, as long as uh, there weren't any yeah. like $200 cards in that set. Yeah. Huh, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but I don't think they sell, they don't sell like single magic cards anymore. Like they just dump boxes. Yeah. All right, so that is the end of the Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings saga. We'll, yeah, everyone can we'll shut up about never it. Never talk about it ever again. <laughs> yeah. We're done forever. Good. All right. Did you uh you see any interesting movies in in the past month? Um, no. Uh the only thing I watched that was kind of interesting was the silo on Apple TV. It was decent, but I don't know. Yeah, it was all right. What was uh, decent about it? Uh, I don't know. So it 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 did have. I felt like at some points it had some pacing issues, like like towards like episode three and four, it got a little slow. But then it definitely picked back up. Then you guessing. Kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of mystery behind it. Why the fuck these people are like living in this silo that's like self sustaining? And they, the one rule is you can't say you want to go outside. And if you do, they're going to let you go outside. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like, yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on out there? Um, hmm. So, are you a fan of the uh, like we all live in a little thing, and then like the entire outside world is dangerous and will kill you, and that's why none of us go outside? Are you like a a fan of that? Like, I don't know, is that a trope? I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a trope, but I wouldn't say I'm particularly fond of that. Um, that's how I don't like, know what Fallout Three I think starts. Yeah, like that. it's like yeah, you're in with the vault, vault, and no one's allowed to go outside. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think the oh. 100 is like that because it's like, oh, we're all in a space station. And oh, yeah. I think I watched the beginning of that and I remember that being like a thing where it's like, oh, oh we're all we're all living in here. And pretty sure Shelby's watched like all of it probably two or three times over. Yeah. Um, no, I just thought it was interesting because like the hierarchy and stuff that goes on in there, it is it is kind of cool. It I don't know. It gave me like. It, it kind of gave me like Snowpiercer vibes. I don't know if you, you watched any Snowpiercer. Where it's like, yeah, I mean, I watched the, the movie when it came out. I think I tried yeah. to watch the show and just thought it was. I, not I'm actually, good. I'm actually a big fan of the movie. I, I liked the movie. I mean, I liked um, the movie. Yeah, so it, it was kind of, the, it's kind of the same concept of the silo, where it's like, oh, the people down at the bottom of the silo are like your peons. They eat the bugs. Like, yeah, so effectively, they're like. Uh, they're they're just like the mechanics of like like basically they do like all the hard labor where like they're like keeping the generator and shit running down there to like keep all the electricity on in the silo and they're just like these like dirty kind of grimy people who are doing all the all the hard work yeah and then like the bugs and then the people up at the top get the injections of infant blood to make them live forever basically that's that's (laughs) what they make it seem like So I think they do. There, there's like a joke at one point because like one of the characters comes up from like from the bottom of the silo and someone's like, someone's just like acting real, like just kind of like, oh, pff, like you're just from the bottom or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like, what have you heard about us? And that we eat our babies or some shit like there, there's like a reference to it where they're just like, I don't know. Talking about like how how That's they live different lifestyles. I mean, that would be a reference to uh, 
Oh, what's his name? The guy talking about the Irish. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, frick. That's like, what's it, satire? That's the thing everyone always brings up for satire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was decent. It, it was it was good. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Nothing nothing like super crazy. I, I have started um I think I'm like a good like twenty four episodes into um Vinland saga, which is an anime. The Viking anime. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's also pretty decent. Nothing like crazy so far, but yeah, I remember really, uh, I liked it for the most part, but I hated the main character. I was like, why is there, like, everyone else feels like a Viking or a Welsh uh, dude or yeah, about, like, something Thor- like that. You're talking about Thorfinn, who feels like this, like, weird kind of, like, rogue character, and you're just like, why are you not just, well, like... He's just, like, a fucking Japanese anime character yeah. in a Viking world. Like, everything <laughs> yeah, else no, feels exactly. pretty grounded, except for the main character, where you're like... This this almost feels like an Isekai kind of thing where it's like, oh, Japanese yeah. kid who was a ninja gets planted into Viking. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, it does feel he he as a character does feel kinda of off, but I don't know. It's, it's the, a decent story. The big blonde guy who uh uses the axe. Thorkel. I think right? so. Yeah, Thor, Thor I was watching Thorkel, it like when it was coming out, so it's been a while for me. Yeah, Thorkel's the dude like the the dude who like giant hulking blonde dude who wears like the bandana or like the headband and then like has like two axes that he swings around. Um, Yeah. I remember the animation for him being kind of funny because it was like his, his like torso and face make up most of the frame. And then there's just like little swish, swash, swish, like (laughs) animations for his arms, like waving back and forth. Just the uh, idea of him, like not moving hardly at all. Yeah, swinging axes around. Yeah, because the main ones they follow are like it's it's Thorfinn, it's Thor Thorkel, the big the big blonde dude, the the uh, Askeladd, who's like the dude who killed he's Thorfinn's father. Yeah, yeah, he's actually Welsh that you find out later on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert! If if any of you were going to watch Vinland Saga, I mean, it's not a spoiler to find out that he's Welsh. That's fair. Yeah. It doesn't like affect the plot in any way. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh shit, that guy's Norse, and that means something in that show, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I've all I've kind of watched. I don't think I've seen any like I'm trying to think of any movies. I mean, I watched Interstellar the other night, but I've seen that a million times. You watched what? It, Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Yeah, with with old Matthew McConaughey. Have you ever seen Reign of Dragons? I haven't now. Is that it? Am I thinking the right thing? Wait, did why does that sound familiar? Like someone was telling me to watch that recently. Is it Reign of Dragons? No, it's it's a uh, fucking. Uh... Hold on, I'm pulling up Matthew McConaughey. I'm oh, is it a movie he was in? Movies. I am looking at his movies from Reign of Fire, 2002. Did you ever watch um, Reign of Fire? 
No, I don't think I have, but I do think someone was telling me to watch this. I'd, I mean, it was probably me. <laughs> no, uh, I, think it, I, I think it was someone... I actually think my boss was telling me. I think Landon was telling me to watch this. All right, so... Like one day at work. It's... Uh, Christian Bale is, like, the main character. Isn't this where it's just, like, normal, like, modern day and dragons start attacking or some shit? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was telling me... Landon was telling me to watch this. He was like, yeah. But You've never Christian seen Rain Bale, of Fire? It's Matthew McConaughey, Gerard Butler, and... Uh, a couple other faces that you would recognize Damn, if you're yeah, watching what an, it. What an all-star cast they got. Um, but like, it's it's just a... I want to say it's like a 90-minute movie. Like, it's not even super long or anything. It's just like real tight, and it tells the story. It's, I mean, it's not like a phenomenal movie or anything, but it's definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll have to... Is it, like, streaming anywhere right now? I think we watched it on Prime? Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's 101 minutes total, total runtime. Yeah, so, like... Pretty short. Well, uh, hour 40. Well, yeah, hour 41, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. As in, it's fun. It's, it's uh, absurd, for sure. Um, I'm all about it. So, so you you got anything? You got any good movies you've you've watched? Anything? No. <laughs> uh, fair. Uh, just because. Uh, I mean, whenever I was like thinking about things to put together for the uh, possible two episodes where you uh, were not prepared to record. Um. I think I was looking at. God, what was I looking at? I was just like. I got to the point where I just wrote Disney news down, underlined it, and then just started putting like bullet points under that. <laughs> because like basically every day something else comes out about Disney to talk about. And it, I just got to the point where I was like overwhelmed with it, where I was like, you'd have to do like three fucking 30 minute YouTube videos to get through all of this. Yeah. Even to the extent that like, I mean, I mentioned this to you already, but for anyone who hasn't heard, there's a little like side story kind of thing that popped up one day that was like the Donald Trump animatronic in Disney's hall of presidents was originally a Hillary <laughs> Clinton animatronic made as early as six months before the election. And that's from Someone who worked on it, like they came out and was was like, "Yeah, the reason it looks so bad at first was that." Um, and it's then, like, <laughs> yeah, and then someone had like put a side by side picture, like Hillary Clinton, and then the Donald Trump, the first Donald Trump animatronic, and it was like very clearly Donald Trump's skin put on Hillary Clinton's bone structure. I love uh, that. But eventually, they went through and like fixed it, I guess, and. It it now looks actually kind of like Donald Trump now. Fair. I don't know. I just don't feel like if I was going to Disney, I'd be like, oh, I've got to go to the Hall of Presidents so I can oh, see, yeah. I don't know, some founding fathers talk and then like. No, I skip that shit every time. I just, it, 
Where's that? That's at like Epcot, right? I don't even know. I don't even know where it's at. That's that's. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that attraction. Now I've only been to Epcot. I think like actually twice in my life. Mm. Um, I think I went once when I was like pretty young, probably still in elementary school or middle school. Then I went once a couple of years ago. Um, like post like the initial COVID craze and scare and everything. And once Disney had finally reopened, um, or no, no, you know what? It was right before it was right before COVID. So I remember it was like, it was like the winter right before COVID and it was like freezing out there for Florida. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just don't like, I'm not a big fan of Disney parks. So I go to any parks. I go to Universal Islands of Adventure. I mean, they're so expensive now that. Oh yeah. I can't even contemplate trying to go there. Yeah. Someone was going through and they were like, if you want to know how expensive Disney is now, and they were just like listing off common product kind of things. And it's like this much to get it anywhere else in a grocery store, in a convenience store, gas station or whatever, you know, and then it'd be like, and the Disney prices. And it was like, like a bottle of Coke is like five bucks at Disney now, whereas you can get like, you know, a 16 ounce bottle of Coke for fucking what dollar 20 something at a gas station. Probably. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Just shit like that. Yeah. So, um, God, I guess that kind of, it wasn't a June movie, but it was a, uh, early July movie, but Indiana Jones 5. Have you seen that? Are you going to go see it in theaters? <laughs> no, I did hear that bombed worldwide, though. I love that. Yeah. And you know what's funny, though, is that they tried to be so sneaky about it because it was a Wednesday release. And really? they were like, it was a Wednesday release, and they waited until uh, after the 4th of July to to do the like box number, like box office numbers for it. Yeah. Um, and as we both know, 4th of July was on a Tuesday this year. So what they were looking yes. at was like a five day, almost six day numbers. Whereas most movies, when you're like, oh, what was the opening weekend? It's Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. So like they did all that. And even with all of that, it opened worldwide to like. Not great numbers. <laughs> and now uh for the second weekend the projections for this weekend are pretty much the same as elemental which is in its like third week i think and had an abysmal opening as well yeah and like if you just want to like loosely skim the numbers here real quick uh elemental uh had a reported budget of about 200 million it's pixar and mm -hmm. it opened to a domestic like 29 million dollars i think mm -hmm. not great <laughs> no not at all um not nearly what they needed it to be uh indiana jones the projections were 60 million domestic 
Um, and that's another thing I do is like you'll hear domestic projections before the movie comes out, right? So yeah. Indiana Jones, you kept hearing like, oh, it's supposed to get like $60, $60 million domestic, $60 million domestic. And then like at at the end of this like five day opening, they're like, oh, Indiana Jones made $120 million worldwide. And you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Why were we doing domestic projections and then reporting worldwide numbers after the fact? Yeah. Um, so that's just like a goofy thing they do to like. Oh, well, I heard it was only supposed to make 60. And then now I hear that it made 120. Sounds like it, the numbers were twice as good as what everyone thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know? It's just like silly marketing shit to, to get the fucking sheeple in the seats. <laughs> yep. Um, no, but yeah, I had, so. I had zero... I, zero desire. I, I I honestly didn't even know until you just said something. I didn't know the movie came out. Or actually, you know, I, I guess I did because I did see the one article and I was just like, it was a fleeting thought of like, oh, this came out and bombed worldwide. And I totally forgot yeah. that it came out. Like, I just. The sad part is that it didn't even top box offices on the 4th of July. A, uh, a different movie about like child trafficking did. Jeez. I cannot remember what the name of that movie is, but pretty much everyone is saying that it is fantastic. Not like content wise, it's heartbreaking and terrible, but like as far <laughs> as a movie, a piece of cinematic art to like get a point across, it's uh, apparently quite good. Yeah. So, um... Sound of Silence, is that it? I am looking up what that movie is. Sound of Freedom. Gotcha. Yeah, so Sound of Freedom. <laughs> it outperformed Indiana Jones and The Flash on the 4th of July. Damn. And of course, you got like the Washington Post writing articles that's like, is Sound of Freedom a true story? Question mark. What to know about the movie, comma, QAnon ties. Well, you want to, um, you want to, with, with, with the talk of, of this failure of, Indiana Jones, so you want to jump into the, the firings, the DEI firings? Yeah, so that brings us to uh, not just Disney, but also Netflix and Warner Brothers have all dropped their CDO, their Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officers. Yeah, there was actually an article by ABC News was released yesterday. Um, yesterday morning, it, it is titled How Corporate America is Slashing DEI Workers Amid Backlash to Diversity Programs. Yep. Um, so yeah. Um, and uh, I saw some other articles from earlier in the year. Apparently it's been an ongoing thing this entire year that um, there have been many, many firings within that, um, I guess, that department nationwide. 
Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the like articles and things that have been coming out around it have been saying that we're not getting rid of it. We're just reorganizing. And it sounds like they're moving it back into like HR instead of it being its own department. Kind of yeah. like you, you think it should have been to begin with. Like DEI should be about like making sure that people are represented to the same demographics in the in the population as they are in the workforce, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like a business's uh, workforce shouldn't be like hundred percent white. shouldn't be hundred hundred percent men or women. You know, it should be about equal men and women. And then, you know, roughly the same as like the population demographics. So like, yeah, I think America's what, about 15% African American so make sure you have at least one in six people <laughs> African American yeah um, no, I mean I don't, I, I don't know I guess when it comes to hiring my thing is always just hire the most qualified person yeah I, that's the other side of it too is like population demographics are different all over the place like we're from daytona i know for a fact daytona is almost 50 50 white and black yeah and it's probably like 70 percent over 70 years old 70 just kidding just kidding stupid people yeah <laughs> of all races nationalities and creeds Stupid people in Florida. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Can you hear her barking? Yeah, I can. <laughs> God damn it. it! It was just, it was just twice. What a pop. All right. So, what is a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer? Uh, they are tasked with implementing diversity, equity, inclusion strategies across the company, promoting representation on screen and behind the camera. So that was a quote I pulled from one article. Yeah. Um, I kind of went through and was just like, what? Like, where are each of these things uh, essential? Because it's also like, diversity like what is i mean you can sit there and ask yourself like elementary questions like what is diversity you know like yeah i mean shit half half the time now you get two white people in the room it's not like they have the same opinions on things mm. um but i guess society treats both of them the same just <laughs> <laughs> society treats me and elon musk the same <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, wait, 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 wait. Elon Musk is African, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> South African. No. no I, I always, you always see the, the brain dead Twitter. What well, I don't even know what you'd call them, muskies. The the muskies on there defending him and being like, oh yeah, like. I don't know, just saying stupid shit about him. 
Like, Dude, you see how mad everyone got about the Twitter thing that was like, if you're not Twitter premium or whatever, you only get to see 600 posts a day. And if you are Twitter premium, you can get 6,000 posts a day. Yeah, because Elon, Elon tried to paywall everything. Or not, pay, not even paywall. He just... for. Even like developers came out and they were like, this is a bullshit excuse. Like he's literally just bored probably and like decided to fuck around and, and implement this, um, yeah. this restriction. So yeah, some people he, are saying it was just a, uh, like a maintenance kind of temporary kind of thing. But uh, yeah. the other side of that was people going, no, he was legitimately seeing if he could do this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he was trying to permanently implement it. Like his initial yeah. tweet, I, I read his initial tweet, and it sounded like he was trying to permanently implement it. And then he walked it back because everyone absolutely hated it. Yeah, because that's I know terrible. Well, and I know a lot of people have jumped over to Twitter's new, um, like, or not Twitter, uh, Instagram's new version of Twitter Threads. So, uh, you mean the metaverse? The metaverse is new. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, basically, Meta, Meta's, you know, let's, Meta's just trying to run that monopoly, you know? They're just trying to have it all, so. Oh, yeah, brother. But, yeah, they launched, they launched their new, their new app, their new Twitter killer, and, I don't know, apparently had, like, 70 million signups in, like, two days or something. Probably all the game journals that were like, oh, if I don't have Twitter, I can't steal everyone else's articles to write 10 articles a day. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of them. A lot of that crowd pretty angry about it. Mm. Which is, I mean, dude, I... I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast last time I recorded, or if I even talked to you about it, but I, I applied for to CBR. If you don't know who they are, it's Comic Book Resources. They've they do basically clickbait or type articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dog shit. All right. They're fucking dog <laughs> shit. Uh, they pay you 10 bucks an article. The minimum word counts 400 uh, words. So do the math there, buddy. Um, yep. Even if they incentivize you like plus an extra 65 cents per every 1000 clicks or whatever, you're still looking at like, you need 50,000 clicks to make like 30 bucks off of the article. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's, uh, it's fucking stupid. Uh, um, shit, but, uh, just look at the headlines, man. Like you see people all the time. Now, if you're looking in the right places being like, Writers with this company outraged because the publishers published AI written articles behind their backs or something like that. And you're like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, they're looking at AI articles and going, oh, these are about as good as the ones that we're getting from these guys that we're paying fucking 100 bucks a day to write 4,000 words for us, you know, on 10 different yeah. topics. <laughs> So like, yeah, of course they were going to do it because they don't want to pay. If you own the machine, you don't have to pay the monkey, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty grim dark age right now in the uh, writing world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not looking so good, honestly. I mean, I, even before you and I hopped on here to record this stuff, I came across 
where a voice actress uh, had come across the video where her voice had been used to train an AI and it did like a cover song or something like that. And she essentially asked the creator to take the video down and they were kind of cool about it and they took it down. But then like it's the internet, it got some, you know, press behind it kind of. Mm-hmm. And people started like re-uploading the video like in mass. And uh she ended up like deleting her whole Twitter over it basically because she was like, This is fucking stupid. Like you guys are treating me insanely poorly. Yeah. It's my voice. I think I have a right to it. And then you got like brainlet takes trying to argue that it's fair use to take someone's voice and like train AI on it. You know, like it's theft. It yeah, is theft. That's wild. Yeah. So Damn. you got that going on in voice acting, which sucks for voice actors because they already get paid dog shit. Oh, yeah. They get paid sure. dog shit, dude. Yeah. But, well. That's why um, Disney, uh, that's why Lucasfilm wanted Pedro Pascal to keep his helmet on for the entire Mandalorian stuff. Oh, it's like so they that, dog shit voice actor wages. Yep, so they could pay him a voice actor wage instead of an actor's wage. Yeah. Um, which is why he was demanding... Like, if you remember when The Mandalorian first came out, it was like, Pedro Pascal wants more scenes with the helmet off. And everyone was like, no, that's stupid. The Mandalorian should leave his helmet on all the time. And well, that happened with season three. And you know for a fact that he probably just phoned it in, you know, recorded all his lines in a booth and had them sent in. And uh, season three fucking sucked. Yeah. Talking about shit that sucks, you want to talk about a movie that sucks? Is that our, uh... <laughs> That's our segue into the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hold on. It's pill time. Uh... Oh, yeah, I better take that pill. I gotta take a pill. Uh... You'd think I would have prepared for this, but I didn't. So, um... Keep talking yep, about stuff, and I'll be back in, like, two seconds. Uh, I was gonna say, we could always just cut this, too. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. You know, if if we wanted to. Okay, hello. Okay, you're back. What'd you talk to him about? I didn't. Oh, I, fuck, I, dude. I let I let I let the air go dead. Dead air. Oh, I'm gonna have, have to find to, that you, in the recording. You're gonna have to cut it. I don't like editing. Too bad. Um. Ah. So yeah, Rise of Skywalker. So. Here's a little anecdote about whenever I was watching this. Uh, I was like getting food out at the same time that I was uh, turning the movie on. Uh And uh, I missed the part where it says one one time once long ago in a galaxy far, far away or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I legitimately thought that they just like didn't put it on there. And... (laughs) I watched through like the whole scroll before I was like, did they really not, did they really not put it on? And then I like try to record, like rewind it. And then, uh, the fucking Disney plus app like froze. So then I had to like turn off the whole TV, turn the TV back on, open it all back up, 
fucking restart from beginning and then it said it and i was like god i just wasted so much time (laughs) (laughs) but then i watched the rest of the movie and i realized oh i actually didn't waste that much time in comparison to watching the whole movie and wasting all that time yeah i i did take notes this time i have a little less than one whole page of notes um they're really just my thoughts at certain points of the movie. I can read you the whole thing if you'd like, or we can just go. We can just go through the movie. I don't want to go like one note for one note. Sure. All right. This <laughs> this is the first thing I wrote down. Dialogue often cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I my my first thing was the Kylo opening scene is so hokey. Oh, you know what though? Uh, in that opening scene, there is a dis- there is a lightsaber dismemberment. So this is the only <laughs> movie of all of the sequel movies that had a lightsaber dismemberment. Damn, I I didn't even notice. I was just like, I was just watching it, being like, God, like just something about it. Just watching him like slow-mo fight these dudes in a random forest to go find the 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 whatever the fuck it's called the the tesseract and go yeah go track down the god dude because they didn't even use like holocron they used what the fuck did they call them I, i can't even remember it's like a sith map or something like that is what they called it yeah um which you want me to do my second note? You want, you want to go back and forth? Sure. What's your second note? Uh, there's absolutely no build up to the emperor being alive. There's like no, we get no build up. No, we get. They tell you in the fucking scroll, the I, opening yeah. scroll. I know they're, they're, they 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 mention in the opening scroll. They're like, oh, all of a sudden we can hear Palpatine's voice, and it's like, okay. And then literally, the, you have like the hokey ass opening scene of Kylo fighting these people, getting the tesseract flying and then just being like oh hey yo it's emperor palpatine he's here he's alive he's chilling you know what you just reminded me of i don't know why i didn't pop up like at that moment but my film professor in college was like slow motion is one of the most overused overdone film techniques it very rarely actually adds to the scene if ever adds to the scene I think I mentioned it again at some point in my notes. So what what was, what was your second note? What was your second note here? Uh, my second note was so many rewrites and it feels like it. <laughs> That's fair. Like, how do you get lines? Like somehow Palpatine has returned in star Wars, dude. Like d- d- there is not even like, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Like, even that is a better line than somehow Palpatine returned. And then the fucking, like, quick cut over to uh, Mary Doc, who's like, uh, cloning? Uh, resurrection? These are secrets known only to the Sith. You know? And you're yeah. like, oh my god, why are you in this movie? You're, shouldn't you be leading the, the Enstizen guard? Come on. <laughs> shouldn't you? Shouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't you be riding with the Rohirrim? <laughs> God. Uh, you want my next note then? Yeah, yeah, what's your next one? All right, my next one was uh, 
had a full production cycle in two years. Big Time Crunch originally was slated for a May release, and it got pushed back to December of 19. So it was supposed to be, it was supposed to come out in uh, May 2019, and it got pushed back to December 2019. Even with that time, that like pushed back time, it only mm-hmm. had a two-year production cycle. So this movie was made in two years. Every other, uh, every other Star Wars movie before Disney had at least a three-year production cycle. And that's assuming that he hadn't already put work in on the scripts before the previous movie had come out. Like, I think Phantom Menace had, like, probably six or seven years where he was sitting on the script before he decided to make the movie. Jeez, yeah. Um, My next note was Kylo Ren is not menacing at all in any way. No. And, and and Vader was. And I said, I think part of this, uh, obviously part of it is the way he's written and the character himself. I think the yeah. other part is the cinematography and the way they shoot his character. Some of the like shots they do, and I'm thinking of like in the movie, there's this shot where he's like at the head of like, the table, this, like, the war room table, and it does this like weird zoom in thing, and you're just like, "What are you? Why did you like feel the need to do this shot where you're zooming across the table at him, like for this?" Dude, it just like all of the fucking tracking shots in this, like, dude, it's, it's something about uh J.J. Abrams where he's like, "Oh, the camera has to always be moving," and oh it, yeah, and and that's I I think I I don't know if I put the note in here. Um, or not, but it's it's the scene where it's like, who was it? I think it was it Ray and Finn and Poe, and they're like in where were they? Were they in a ship or something? And you just like you're watching them, and they're like clearing the like hallways or the rooms, or whatever. And the, the the camera's just constantly moving in a circle around them, and I'm like, why are we doing this dumb ass like that's constant fuck, dude that's like a jj abram shot is for everyone to be standing in a circle having a conversation and he like runs yeah. around the circle with the camera yeah and, and my thing is like it just doesn't feel star wars like that doesn't like like back to the kylo ren thing it's like vader was so menacing and they just had these like still shots of him like interacting with you know because yeah, vader the, was patient and intelligent right exactly Whereas yeah. kylo ren is impatient and kind of like petulant you know like yeah. oh man like yeah. the fucking hux in the first movie was like not really a jokey character at all he was treated pretty seriously by the time he gets to this movie it's so stupid man and like the dialogue plays into it too oh god yeah uh and then my next note after that was um they just like really want to push this, like, and obviously it becomes very apparent at the end of the movie. But they're just like, yeah, pushing Ray not knowing her family name with this like the whole like festival scene where they're just like, oh, what's your name? And she's yeah. just like real uncomfortable about it. It's like, okay, we get it. And it's pretty like, funny too that uh, you could have not watched the Last Jedi at all, just gone from the Force Awakens to this movie, and you don't miss anything whatsoever yeah except for like kylo's helmet getting busted and uh 
No, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, find the MacGuffin so that X character has a reason to show up at the end. Um, God, like Lando shows up. Oh, so so <laughs> here's my funniest thing. I said uh, the I had a thought before that. I said force being able to grab stuff across space is dumb. That is dumb. I hated that. that. Yeah, instant I, transmission type shit. I dude, was like, that's so stupid. My thing was like, okay, with this movie, we're just going to introduce like a million different new force like abilities. It's like you can grab stuff across space. You can fucking heal people, and you can like suck the life energy out of people. Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing? I mean, um, that's the thing is like Disney has no understanding of like what the force is and how it's supposed to be used. It's yeah. why, like, I think we talked about this where it was like, there's the force and then there's the dark side, right? And the dark side is like cancer. It's like a tumor. It's, it throws the force out of balance yeah. and it like corrupts it. Right. Um, Whereas, like, the Force is supposed to be, like, a holistic, like, you become one with the Force, you become one with the world around you, and the world becomes part of you, right? Yeah. And it's it's a two-way, it's breathing, you know? It's, like, in, out, in, out, you know? It's the transfer of that energy, that Force. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. for these movies, the Force is just solve this problem... Oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Like, how the heck is Kylo Ren going to figure out that Rey is on that planet uh, about to find the the fucking Sith dagger? Uh, yeah. Di- dyad in the Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Which no, after... never fucking explained, by the way. <laughs> no. Um, no, after I, I had that, that thought about the Force being able to grab stuff i then my next note was literally oh lando that's it that's the thought yeah. i was like i was you like know, yep you just, threw the, <laughs> you just threw him in there you're just like yeah lando because we need someone to fly the millennium falcon in the end scene yeah so that chewbacca can get his medal and that's the it. end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> yes did we mention Lando's black? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so on the fucking nose, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just remember that. And then it was literally the Lando, the Lando note. And then right after that, I, I went, they fly now. Ha 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 ha. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> I was like this. Yeah. God. They went. Hey, hey. They went. Hey, hey. They, they heard our credit. They heard our criticism. They went. Oh, you guys wanted like some kind of new, cool variant. How about stormtroopers that fly? Yeah. Not like not some cool new armor. Not like a you know not like a snow variant. Well, actually, the Jet Troopers, they do have different helmets. That's fair. Okay. But um, that's all they, they are. They still look like the State Puff Marshmallow Man, though. <laughs> God, dude, don't even get me started on the fucking Snow Troopers. And also, I'm certain I brought this up 
for the last movie, but it still makes me mad that it was snow troopers who went into the fucking salt base. Oh man, that made me mad. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote, uh, kind of in that same vein. I got like two notes to run through here real quick. Like this movie's attempting to pull the weight of two films and it feels like it, uh, with that, like it's constantly like, Oh, go to the next place, go to the next place, go to the next place. Oh yeah. Um, but then up and around. I'm pretty sure that scene that you were just talking about, the they fly now. <laughs> uh like they try so hard over and over and over again to do big setup, big payoff for like jokes. Yeah. To no great effect. Like it it's not it's not funny. Maybe it's funny the first time you saw it. But, like, it's not funny the second time because it's just like you got three people in a row saying they fly now. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Not, um, no. Nope. But then they also, like, they have that, like, running little bit for a couple moments where it's like, who's the spy? I'm the spy. You're the spy. You're the spy. <laughs> uh, next scene bang, spy's dead. And that's how they kill Hux. Who was like, when the first movie came out, like, seemed like he was supposed to be a pretty big character in this. Yeah. Um, nope. Absolutely squandered Domino Gleason. He's an excellent actor. And, uh, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. That. <laughs> yeah, all my notes at this point just kind of become like, Plot convenience after plot convenience after plot convenience. Can't let audience sit still for a moment because then they'd realize how stupid this is. Example, blows up Chewbacca, cuts to next scene where we have a prisoner, reveals Chewbacca. Like, you really couldn't wait, like, for them to show back up on the ship and be like, wait a second, I sent something. Chewbacca. And then them be like, there was a second prison ship. Yeah. Um, no, I think... Oh yeah, so yeah, I had I had some notes just in this. For some reason, I I had a bunch of notes in this general scene because I went, okay, cool, lightsaber used. Like we're trying to show, uh, we're trying to show the lighting effect of the lightsaber because I'm pretty sure like this is is this not the first time Ray pulls out her lightsaber is when she's usually she's literally just using it to light up the caves when they fall into the caves. I'm pretty uh, sure. No, the training segment is the first time she pulls That's out right. the lightsaber. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't even want to count that. Like the first time she's using it outside of a training setting in this entire movie, she's not using well, it. To she fight. uses it ineffectively, and uh, then gets yeah. frustrated because she throws it, and then she like stabs the training, the yeah. training droid to a tree with a, I think, a big stick, if I remember right. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. But but I was just like, showing okay. that she's tempted by the dark side. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. You literally just had her pull up this lightsaber. To use a light, and I'm like, I know yeah. we're doing the and whole like, lighting effect. They do and... the stupid fucking joke there too, where she pulls out the lightsaber, flicks it on, mm -hmm. and then Poe pulls up a flashlight and turns it on, and then looks yeah. at hers like, "Oh, mine's small and ineffective, but yours is so big. Yours is so big." Um, my oh. next. <laughs> oh, right, yours is so big. Good God. <laughs> Um, my next note was Ray makes friends with the worm uses healing power. Yeah. Yeah. Which becomes um, a major plot point for like the rest of the movie. 
literally my next note was why is there so much stupid shit going on right now that i yeah i have a question is this the first time that you've rewatched it since you saw it in theaters yeah yeah it is it was for me too i didn't realize it until (laughs) i sat there i think i looked at shelby and was like i think this is the first time i've watched this since we saw it together in theaters when it came out and it is just like making me angry (laughs) yeah no i was like i i I literally just at one point i was like there's just they they, they're hopping around they're doing all like they're just they're doing too much there's so much stupid shit going on right now i do not care um my next note was the knights of ren are lame um (laughs) they don't do anything none of them even have like lightsaber weapons which makes whenever he gets surrounded by them such a stupid fucking scene because he has a blaster and mm-hmm. they all have like swords and knives and pseudo axes. And I remember just like looking at Shelby at that point and being like, he's got a gun. None of them have lightsabers. Why doesn't he shoot them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because that's why Ray had to bring two lightsabers, you see, so that he can pull one out from his space butthole where she had uh, inserted it. <laughs> um. My next one was the TIE fighter flip scene took itself way too seriously. God, isn't that a dumb scene? It was, it was so stupid. Um, and then I had a tug of war with force lifting the ship. Yeah. Cause why not? And then uh, lightning because she's Palp's granddaughter. Um, then I, God, man, that makes me so angry because like the force lightning yeah. is supposed to be like a very advanced force technique where like 100% you've got to be like deeply in tune with the dark side in particular to be able to shoot lightning out of your hands. Yep. And she just does it because she's they're playing tug of war with the ship. Yeah. Like it's such a weird scene because it's like nothing has shown us to this point that she has like is significantly tempted by the dark side or like excessively tempted by the dark side. In fact, the scene we saw like almost directly before this is her using the magic healing power to heal the worm. Right. And it's like (laughs) a scene that is showing her as like empathetic and like literally having like, literally having like a, a, a very, what you would assume is a very light side power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, if you were playing KOTOR, you'd only be able to use one of these at a time, depending on your... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no. uh, my next note was, everyone knew Chewie was alive. I like it. You didn't have me fooled for a second. Because they, well, they... They don't let you be fooled for a second. No, exactly. Because <laughs> there's, there's just... one scene where they are back on the ship, and she's like, I killed Chewie. And then, the like, next scene, Chewie's alive. Yeah, immediately it's like, oh, no, sir, there was another prison ship in the desert, and we got a very important prisoner. Well, you know, all like, the... who could the prisoner be? Okay, well, you know, all the little kids who are there to see the movie, you can't keep them crying through the theater. Everyone will just l- get up and leave. If None they didn't the already, if kids. they if they didn't already leave because all the stupid shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, I think this is when I got like bored and just like stopped taking notes because I just uh, wrote do, dyad in the force period. <laughs> do you want do you want to know it's funny? So my next two <laughs> notes were my my next note was new BB-8 because of BB-8 putting together this little like cone headed fucking dude. Dio. And, 
Yeah, Dio. And Dio. then... <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie, is when he's like, don't touch me, please. <laughs> and then my next note was, Babu Freak, ha, ha, ha. And then... God, Shelby, Shelby likes Babu Freak. Yeah, no. It's... I... Trying too hard for comedic relief. Um... I, I think I would be okay with Babu Frick if it wasn't for the fact that the reason they visit Babu Frick is so stupid. Yeah. Um, but it's funny you say you lost interest because I stopped taking notes literally until like the next note I have is from Ray and Palpatine like having their interaction. So I just stopped taking notes altogether. I actually think I might have fallen asleep at this point because I watched it last night. Um, yeah. Yeah, my next note after that was the lightning in the Ray and Palpatine scene gives me a seizure. Like what the fuck, dude? What the fuck, dude? Do, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I get seizures. Shit! Oh fuck! Damn, what that the, was this is ableism. That was real insensitive of me. Fuck. Yeah, that's fucking culturally insensitive of you. All right. God damn it! You're not allowed to just have seizures. I have those. <laughs> Well, don't pay attention to this scene because I Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they were going for with this, but they were just like, let's just have constant lightning. That's like the only source of lighting in this entire chamber. And it's just constantly go in and like lighten up part of the emperor's face and his glassy milky eyes. Yeah. Even the earlier scenes with uh, Kylo Ren. <clears throat> whenever he like first shows up there and they got the lightning going. Mm-hmm. Um, even those, I was like, God, that's so jarring. I hate that. Yeah. And uh, like whenever you see the lighting on Palpatine's face in that early scene, you can tell that it's not lightning because it's not coming from like above. So yeah. like anytime there's lightning, you see like multiple flashes and it's because they have, I mean, this is like, the behind baseball segment here, but like if you see how that scene was shot, they've got lights from the top and the bottom. And so the light will flash and it'll flash in a sequence top, top, bottom, bottom. So that his face is supposed to look like eerie and weird, but he just looks like he got, he ate too much chocolate and didn't wipe his mouth. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, no, my ne- my next note was really Kylo is better as good guy Ben slash a Jedi as a character, in my opinion. Yeah, it also I- feels like it wasn't earned whatsoever to get to that point. No, no, but I, I my thing he's I think more my- likable as a character. Yeah, sure. well, that's what, like my thought was like, why not instead of like having him have been this like this character already fallen to the dark side from the get-go. Like, I, I just feel like he would have been a better written character if you were just like, yep, there's another, like, he, he's a Jedi, he's a good guy. Like, like as a character, I I don't think he, like, having yeah, him not be this whiny like a, little bitch. A Zuko-type character where it's exactly, like... Exactly, yeah. Oh, he thought he had to be bad to be, like, great, but then he realizes, like, oh, greatness doesn't matter. I just need to be the best me that I can be, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I just like it better 
in that regard. My my other note on that, because this is like when he's fighting the Knights of Ren. I was like, you know what? Honestly, I'll, I'll give them one point that I think the choreo for like his fight in there was was kind of kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, Even the, his like little shrug cool. that kind of gets like memed. I think yeah. that's that was like good. I think yeah. Adam Driver is one of the best parts of this movie, but it's only like when yeah. he's not having to say the stupid fucking words that they wrote for the character to say. Yeah. It's like everything that's a, a acting choice that he brought into the role was, was generally good. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I'm down to my last three notes. Uh, one was just pointing out the life sucky powers that Palp got. He just got to be like, yeah, I'm going to suck your life force out of you. Yeah. Die sucky, out sucky, in the sucky. first period. Yep. <laughs> Um, my next Help one was Snoke. What was Snoke? Question mark. Yeah. Don't even have uh, a line like "Had to use Snoke so I could stay hidden." Nope. <laughs> it's just I made Snoke. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. Uh, no questions asked. I'm uh, all the Sith. I'm all the Jedi. That that was a bad one. <laughs> that uh, man. Um. No. And then uh, I had a hot take right here where I was like, "Yeah, Ray should have just died." Next trilogies with Ben. Oh man, that would be so such a better next trilogy. That's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, just give us good guy Ben. You, you didn't give him to us as a character from the get go here. Let's just scrap this trilogy. It's absolute shit. And now we get a good trilogy with Ben as the main character. Damn, way better. Would have been way better. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, my last note was just like, hey, this ah. this end. They're just using this end scene to literally mirror the festival scene, where instead she could be like, I'm a Skywalker. Very hokey. Ugh. But yeah. now she knows who she is. Now so. she knows who she is. Yeah, I just wrote down some like kind of conversational type questions. Um, is this the best finish this trilogy could have got? No. How would you have made the, the end of... Given... The Force Awakens, then The Last Jedi. What would have been a good finish for this? I'll go back up to my second to last note. Ray dies. Give us Ben. <laughs> okay. True. I guess I have to agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, immediately I'm on board if you're like, Kylo Ren is the one who rebuilds the Jedi. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Totally sold. Yeah, like it was just like Ray. Ray was dead, and he went and healed her and sacrificed himself. It's just like no, just just leave her dead. And he's like, ah, oh, there's nothing I can do to save her, and she dies. Ah, oh, damn it, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. Okay, so I guess that's that question. Um, how do you think? Ryan Johnson would have finished this. Oh God! If um, it had been him who made movie three, I think if Ryan Johnson had made movie three, the died and the force was Rose all along. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would have been to be uh, to be. I think you're onto something there. Maybe not that in particular, but it definitely would have been more Rose Tico in the movie. God, yeah, because she gets um, like written out basically. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, like who the fuck thought adding this character was a good idea? 
Yeah. I don't I don't even know. It, 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 honestly, it probably would have been even more of a shit show if he had continued it on because I don't feel like he I had don't any think sort he's of as good of a writer as people give him credit for. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think his head is way up his own ass. You know, we probably would have gotten more of this whole like, oh, the good guys are also the bad guys. So God. everyone's killing and funding everyone's Actually, arms dealers people who make guns uh make them um for everyone so isn't that kind of bad <laughs> what yeah <laughs> what oh my god um yeah what I else mean, let's just like it seems like kylo at the end of the Force Awakens, or uh, The Last Jedi, I mean, was, like, built up to be the big bad for the series. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, I thinking kind of in that vein, like, what do I think would have happened if Ryan Johnson would have done it? And given that he kind of, like, built Kylo up to be the big bad... Uh, I don't know, man, because all I can think is like, it seems like you wrote yourself into a lot of corners with The Last Jedi, and I don't really see many ways out of them. Yeah, no, definitely. except to do basically what this movie did and pretend like that movie didn't happen. Yeah, I think <laughs> and- I, th- I think this I think this does what it can to like rewrite the last movie and like, yeah. I, I think if I think if JJ Abrams had just had it across, maybe it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, because like, I mean, it feels like this movie is two movies, in the same way that the the last movie was also two movies, where it was like, oh, I've got to set up like two different plot lines, where you're like, no, you need to make a setup for the next part. Yeah. And this one has to set itself up in the first hour and a half, and then it has to pay itself off in the next hour and a half. And it just doesn't do it very well. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, pretty, pretty garbage. All right. Here's another uh, little talking point. I've heard, I've heard this as a quote, and I don't remember who this came from, if it was... Kathleen Kennedy or someone else, but I've heard Palpatine was always going to come back. Uh, if that's true, why was that not set up in either of the first two movies? Yeah, there there was no foreshadowing. There was nothing used to like nothing. hint towards this at all. So there, there wasn't even a freaking hollow call like we had in Empire. Uh, strikes back where we see the emperor talking to Vader. Yeah. You know? Or it's like, even just give us some lightning or something. Like, give us a scene with some lightning that's like, I, I don't know. But I think people look at lightning and they're just like, yeah, yeah Palpatine. If you want to kill Hux off, have him talking to someone off screen and then he gets fucking electrocuted to death. Yeah, exactly. Like Luke would have been at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and then you just hear the fucking laugh, and that's like the end of the second movie. 
Yep. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I, that quote has always sat wrong with me because it's like neither one of these movies had any references to Palpatine. Yeah. No, but it just again, it felt very rushed. It felt they're like it was like there's zero build up, there's zero hinting towards this. It's just like, hey, Demper's alive. Here you go. Oh, you know what my last one was? This one was half of a note, I think. I just wrote down inspiring speech, period. For who? <laughs> when has any other Star Wars ever done that? Yeah. Um uh, that that's definitely it's probably in reference, I'm assuming, to like them doing the whole like we all gotta band together, all the people across the universe, we all gotta like <laughs> fly our ships into save the day. So I, I don't know. Well, the yeah. freaking like the build up for that to like get everyone to fly to the Sith world because uh, Luke Skywalker is beaming coordinates to us. Oh, I bet it's Ray actually. Um, yeah. and then like they start having this like inspiring speech. And everyone is fucking running. And I just remember, like, it's doing the same camera shots, the long tracking shots, and they're, like, moving all over the place, and people are running, and they, like, run up, and they put a duffel bag on, like, the front of a fucking spaceship or something, and you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? And all of them are sprinting, like, dead fucking sprinting. Yeah. And I'm like, the closest I remember to scenes like this, right, is, like, Leading up to the Death Star fight in the very first Star Wars, uh, you've got them like putting uh, astromech droids into the X Wings. You've got them like fueling up. You've got pilots like climbing up ladders to get into the cockpits and stuff. So, like, it's all grounded in reality and like makes sense. It's like things that would actually be going on. Even when they get back, they pull the fucking R2, R2-D2 out, and they're like, oh, jeez, he's all fucked up. <laughs> you want to probably be easier for us to just get you a new one. You want that? And he's like, no. <laughs> I owe that guy my life. Fix him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you... Before Hoth. Before Hoth, you, you see, like, the conversations of them, like, hopping into the ship together, and the dude's like... Oh, I'm kind of scared or whatever. And Luke's like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, he should have worried about it because then he fucking dies. <laughs> um, but like, there was never a like, who is he talking to for this speech? Because it's all VO. It's all like you don't see who he's talking to. It's not like the the planned for the attack on the Death Star, you know. Where it's like everyone's sitting in the room and they get the the plans and then they they go mm-hmm. and execute the plan, right? It's like here's just the big talk. We don't know what's going on. Even when they get there, they're like, "Oh fuck!" Uh, fly even with their ships. They won't they won't risk firing on their other ships. And then they just send out a. a you never see it happen, but they'd scramble fighters at some point, and the fighters are like fucking on fucking the good guys up. Yeah. Um, God, I wish Star Wars still had good dogfights. Yeah. Like, nope. <sighs> yeah. Movie's yeah. bad. 
Hey, um, at least now we're we're past the bad ones, and next. No, they're still next, solo. Well, yeah, well, but I mean, like, at least we got we got Rogue One. Rogue One's next. Yep, Rogue One will be next, and then solo, and then we're done. Oh boy! Then we're done with Star Wars forever. Yeah. Or at least yeah. I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> keep watching it. Keep complaining about it. God, what was the theme of this trilogy? You, you can if even if you're a nobody, you can do anything. But you're never really a nobody. You might just be the granddaughter of a really evil dictator. I was about to go. Actually, Finn's a nobody, and he, just, he didn't do fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much potential. So much potential. Even though it's like heavily implied in the last movie that he's force sensitive. Oh yeah, he's just like he's running around, just like sensing where Ray is and all that shit. Yeah, Ray, there's something I have to tell you. Thanks for that, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I'm glad that he told her that three times. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. I mean, if you just like sit down and collect the things that went nowhere in this movie, like in the in the trilogy, I mean, it's like Finn went nowhere. Rose Tico and the like romance that popped up between her and Finn went nowhere. Mm -hmm. The uh, like possible romance with Finn and the other stormtrooper girl. Oh, yeah. Goes nowhere because she's she's trying to like. She's trying to hop on Lando. <laughs> oh, for real though. <laughs> yeah. Why can't they shoot shit so that like people just seem normal? Yeah. No. Lando doesn't get to see Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, or Leia before they die. <laughs> Um, the code breaker dude from Rise of uh, The Last Jedi fuck what's his name the fucking guy oh uh, snake rat something I don't remember his name had something to do with a snake. What the fuck? Viper? No. I don't know. No, I think Rose just says he's a snake, and then I go, that's fucked up, because he <laughs> he's doing the fucking... <laughs> I don't know. Like, he doesn't go anywhere, despite the fact that, like, he's kind of a Boba Fett type character in the second movie. Mm -hmm. Not that he like hunts them down or anything, but that like he betrays he like, I don't know. It's got like a cameo show up kind of scene. It just feels like he was supposed to be in the next movie and he was supposed to get some sort of like comeuppance for just like selling them out and profiting off of it. Yeah. Um, God, what else? It's just all of it. 
It's just all of it. Well, is that it? Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. Alrighty. In that case, uh, I guess so. uh, <laughs> that's it till next week. Uh, once again, it's been the Bad Pipes Podcast. Uh, wanted to thank you if you listened to this point for to get to this point if you did then have thanks for listening all the way here subscribe to our patreon yeah um, we have buy our merch <laughs> buy our shirts our merch yeah yeah shirts buy our, merch. uh pay me five dollars for a high five that too um huh, what else uh um, uh, uh, I was like, yeah. Normally, we have some people to thank, but you know, we're doing yeah, this just on our own now. now. We're all solo, yeah. solo dolo. Um, Ben, Ben Swallow. All right. Thanks for uh, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Yeah, we're bad pipes, and this is our. Bad outro. Goodbye. <laughs>